The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Ashley McGirt is a licensed mental health therapist and owner of AMCS LLC, Ashley McGirt Counseling Services, based in Seattle, Washington. Ashley has received a Master's of Social Work from the University of Washington. She also holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Psychology and is actively pursuing her doctoral degree. In her private practice, she focuses primarily on racial trauma, anxiety, and depression. Ashley has an extensive amount of experience in working with vulnerable populations, including work in prisons, medical and psychiatric hospitals, homeless shelters, and long-term care settings. Despite her extensive work history, Ashley is no stranger to traveling. In fact, to her peers, she is mostly known as a world traveler. Ashley avidly documents her travels and promotes the importance of a healthy travel life. And Ashley believes vacations are necessary, but no one should want a vacation from their life. Family, please join me in welcoming Ashley to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. All right, family, we have joining us today, Ashley McGirt. And Ashley is going to share with us, oh, I'm so excited, uh, because she's going to talk about some things that have sort of been um, on my mind, or on my to-do list. And so um, I, this is the perfect opportunity to have her come and not talk to just me, but to share it with you all. Um, and so before I give too much away, I definitely want to say welcome, Ashley. Welcome to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I love all things black, especially black businesses. Um, So I'm here for it and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And we are so glad that you are here. So before we get started, can you introduce yourself to the family and then tell them where they can find you? Okay, awesome. So like you said, my name is Ashley McGirt. I'm a clinical social worker based out of Seattle, Washington. You can find me online, Instagram at Therapy with Ash, um, my website, ashleymcgirt.com. And I'm generally all throughout the world. Mm-hmm. I offer virtual sessions. I'm also licensed in South Carolina and in the process of getting licensed in California. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find online. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And so what we'll do is we will add those links to the show notes in case people are out and about and they weren't able to jot that down. It'll be right there for them so they can click and find you and follow you and um, get on this movement that you're on. I love it. I love it. So I am specifically, (laughs) I'm going to let the cat out the bag and I want to talk to you about travel um, and what it means to travel in a happy and healthy space. And so um, when did, or how did rather, how did travel become a passion for you? Like where was that that seed planted? So I grew up in predominantly white Washington and pretty much everyone in the neighborhood that I lived in, in Berrien, traveled. So as a young kid, like I was one of five siblings. Mm 
we were like middle class, but my family, like, they couldn't afford to take us to Paris mm-hmm. or things like that. Five kids. Um, so I would come to school year after year and I would hear all these stories of my classmates going to Paris, going to Disneyland, going to all these places. So as a kid, I was like, when I get older, I'm going to go everywhere that they went and then some, and that's exactly what I did. Wow. Okay. So Bessie was planning quite early then. Um, and so how many places have you gone to thus far? I've been to 30, uh, 33 countries now. Yeah, I was going to say 32, but yeah, 33 because I just went to Cuba. And this weekend, I just went to Victoria, but I've been to Canada quite a bit. So that doesn't add to it. But a new place in Canada was Victoria this weekend. Okay. And then Cuba in January. That's fantastic. Okay. Okay. All right. So I have questions about that, but I want to get to... <laughs> your book <laughs> so your book I tried to travel it away oh my goodness um and you were so gracious to provide me with a copy thank you thank you um because I read it cover to cover in one sitting just took a break to give me some tea and um <laughs> <laughs> it was so good I enjoyed it um so thank you for that what inspired you to You're welcome to, to write this down to talk about um mental health for travelers? So I decided to write I tried to travel in a way after constantly hearing myself, my clients, and a bunch of people around me saying things like, I need a vacation, I need to get away, mm-hmm. or even so far as I need to move mm-hmm. or I want to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, which the last one requires a lot of follow-up questions, yes, just because statements of I want to disappear can border along like suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. But it was really the I need a vacation conversations that really began to strike a chord with me, especially since I take like five to 10 vacations a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was still feeling depressed. There were even moments when I suffered from suicidal ideation myself. Mm-hmm. So no matter how far I went, how luxurious, how long I stayed, I would still come back home feeling like overworked, frustrated, depressed. Um, and I just realized that vacation's not the answer. Like there's this huge misconception that vacation and relaxation goes hand in hand, mm-hmm. but you have to put in the work. Like you have to realize why is it that you're feeling so overworked, you're so depressed, you're so sad that you need to get away. Um, and then I realized I really needed to model the behaviors that I was teaching my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I did that, I was able to travel and actually have a better time. So hearing, just hearing others, my friends out in the community, seeing it online, oh, I need a vacation. That's what allowed me to write this book. Cause I'm like, no, what are you vacationing from? Why do you need a vacation? We got to figure that out first. I like those questions. I like that. And so you just mentioned that there is a difference between going on vacation and getting some relaxation. So what is the, what's the difference between the two? Well, one is you're running away. You're running away from a problem. Mm -hmm. So you feel like the destination is going to solve the problem, but in all reality, you're going to come back home and whatever it was is still going to be there when you get back versus relaxation. Like you're already feeling stress, stress-free. Things are handled. So you can go on your vacation and you can enjoy yourself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, sometimes, like, financially, are you even in a place to take that vacation? Because okay. that could cause yeah. more stress <laughs> and anxiety on you. Right. Right. So, like, no doubt travel has definitely a lot of benefits. Um, in fact, there was, like, a study that Cornell did that showed that it decreased depression among, like, 15,000 women that participated in this study. It also um, lowered, like, the risk of heart attack. Um, for those who traveled and those who don't, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure they were putting in the work mm-hmm. in their own lives, not mm-hmm. just running away from their baggage. Mm-hmm. So don't use travel as a distraction from whatever stresses you have yep. going on. Okay. Okay. Yep. And I guess they're going to be there when you come back home. Won't they? Won't they? (laughs) (laughs) Those same stretches and that credit card bill is going to be there waiting for you at that point. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so um, I saw in the book, you said something that I hadn't heard before. It sort of sounded familiar, but I was like, I got to ask Esther about that. So um, earlier on, there's a a phrase that you put in the book, um, catch flights and not feelings. Um, and so what does that mean? Catch flight and not feeling. <laughs> That's probably like the younger crowd, like what is it? Millennials. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone's saying this whole new thing, catch flights, not feelings. And I'm the first to admit, I have tons of hashtags. If you go through my travel page saying that, and that was before I did the work, but it's like, oh, you just don't want to be in a relationship with anyone or you're not worried about what's going on with the next person. Um, It's essentially the savage mindset. And there's actually a quote that I put on my um, travel page, which says, pretending to be a savage won't heal that hole in your heart. So Mm -hmm. I think that's where that catch flights, not feelings comes from. Mm -hmm. But like I said in my book, that's really antithetical to how God put us on this earth. Mm-hmm. Like we were meant to be in constant connection and communication with others. Otherwise, we would have been here alone. Right. Um, right. So I feel like pretending to be a savage, like Rihanna got that song, everybody was singing it, maybe I'm a <laughs> savage. Um, I'm going to just go go hop on this flight. I'm going to go to right. Vegas. I'm going to go here, here. I'm not worried about you. All but right. it's like, no, something happened. Like you're hurting. Right. So why is it that you don't want to get close to somebody else? Because that's that's not how we were put on this earth to be. We're supposed to be talking with one another, loving one another, being kind to one another, not running away from people. Right. And that feelings. And I did it myself. So I know like I had a bad breakup. I'm like, okay, you know what? Catch flights, not feelings. Yeah. It's like literally over 40,000 hashtags. Mm. Okay. Not for okay. me, but overall. <laughs> Right, right, right. So the idea that um, having an experience with someone in which you care for them um, is something that you don't want to fall into is what they're saying. So it's better to just... True, true. Okay, okay. So that's not the, that's not the message that you at and all... And vacations are, are so much better. Yeah. Vacations are so much better. That's another hashtag. <laughs> vacations. <laughs> so instead of running away, like you could go on a trip with your partner, your significant other. Mm-hmm. Right. And explore things and explore each yeah. other. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So sort of along that vein in terms of like traveling with someone, you also suggested that people choose their travel mates wisely. Um, and so what are some suggestions that you have for folks when they start to think about, um, 
you know, traveling with someone or a group of people or that sort of thing? Yes. So there's a few things. And in my book, I put a couple of worksheets just to kind of figure out like what your personality type is, what your hobbies are. So essentially it's important to figure out, are you traveling with a frenemy? Because too often we have these relationships with people that we're not really close to or holding on to them for loyalty or whatever reason, or they just have the ability and means to travel. So you go with them, but then that's not somebody you even like. Um, are they a Debbie Downer? Did mm. they just experience a divorce or a breakup? Because they could be on that trip in mourning, mourning the loss of that relationship, or they could be in a celebratory mindset. So you have to think like, what kind of energy is that going to take from you to be on this trip? Are you going to have to be constantly uplifting them, encouraging them to do things just because they're feeling down and sad? And you may be okay doing that. But you have to think, is that something you're willing to do on your vacation? Um, Also, you have to look at finances. Mm -hmm. Um, Is this someone that makes a lot of money so you feel like you're going to be going into debt trying to keep up with them? Mm. Or is this somebody that struggles and you feel like you're going to have to be paying their way? So you need to have these conversations like, what's your budget? Because if they're on a $20,000 budget and you're on a $500 budget, you guys aren't going to be able to do the same things together. Right. Those are two different things. Um, they're going to be trying to, <laughs> yeah, they might be trying to book the Ritz Carlton and you're trying to stay at a hostel or a motel right. six. Like right. it's just not going to work out. Um, so yeah, finances is huge personality type. And if it's your friend, ultimately, you know, mm-hmm. um, how they are, the thing, how they behave. Um, are you going to room with them? Is it somebody you can sleep with? Like, do they like the heat on? Do you like a fan on? Mm-hmm. So you just have to ask these questions. Don't just hop on a trip just because you see, oh, hey, they're going to Cabo. I'm going to go to Cabo. Um, well, what's that going to look like with the two of you on a trip together? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're trying to relax because the two of you could be there arguing, upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I've traveled a ton, so I've experienced all kinds of travelers mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Like I know who in my friends that I can travel with yeah. um, and who in my set of friends that I can't travel with. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Like, it's okay knowing that. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, girl, uh, I don't know about this trip. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I have, sometimes it might be you. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. might get off some of my friends' nerves. They might be like, no, Ashley, uh-uh. Right. Not this time. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a theory that travel sort of makes or breaks either friendships or relationships because you really get to see people in all their glory in terms of like how they enjoy themselves, how they handle stress, how they manage anxiety. Um, that I think that, you know, just sort of witnessing that or being part of that or, or having to support them through that um, at the end of the journey can either, you know, leave you all feeling like you're closer to each other or being like, you know what, this is where this is going to stop right here. I probably won't see this. Person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yep. Yeah, so I completely understand that. Travel has definitely strengthened a lot of my friendships. Mm-hmm. And there's a few people that I traveled with and we, we don't speak anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The same here. So that's I? why I wrote this book <laughs> because I know. I, I, I know. 
I had to learn the hard way, so I'm hoping that if you read my book, you'll do the work and you don't have to go through what I went through. Right, right. And take advantage of these resources and workshops. Um, then you'll feel well armed uh, to schedule your next trip. That's for sure. You mentioned um, several, yep. in terms of the resources, like several um, traveling groups. Um, you know, there are some that are out there that have like packages for, um, you know, pre prepared packages that you just pay for if someone is um this is me just sort of you know checking in um and getting your opinion on it so if someone's interested in that are there things that they should be looking for as they look through these different different groups and considering things that they should just take in mind um i would just say sort of the same things in terms of figuring out who you're going on a trip with. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different travel groups. This is Mind My Black Business. So I'm going to shout out all the black ones. Like yeah. Black Girl Travel Movement, um, BTR, um, Black Travel Movement, which the black girl one is a, a subgroup of that. And okay. then they have one for men. Travel Noir, No Madness. So all of these different groups have like trips that they put on. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just see if it fits in with your schedule, your budget, also do like a cost comparison. Um, is it more feasible to go with this group or do it on my own? Um, am I even a group person to begin with? Because sometimes it's going to be a lot of people. So mm -hmm. is that something you want to be around in that moment? Mm -hmm. um, so just weigh, weigh all of your options out. Look at the different activities. Are there things you can opt out of? Mm -hmm. because if they have a whole list of activities of things you don't want to do skydiving ziplining like you know you're not into that you don't want to swim with sharks mm -hmm. um it's not going to be worth paying for the package that includes all of that unless you can opt out of it right. just from a financial perspective unless you got it like that and you just want to blow money yeah <laughs> it would be nice if everybody in the mind of my black business family has that level of income um that they can get there uh but you know, we all sort of come to this game in a different space. That's for sure. So those are very, very good and helpful tips. Um, I like, so in the book, there are some things that you do in terms of like weaving back and forth between like the practical pieces of traveling. Like these are things that you need to make sure you take with you as it relates to like medication and um, being attuned to like the cultural uh, pieces of the places that you're going to visit so that is uh fantastic and great reminders and at the same time there's also this theme of how do you then manage your own mental health um as you're starting to travel um and so you talked about some things in terms of like not only how to help yourself but even how to support others who might be going through an experience that seems to be like anxiety provoking or um, maybe they're experiencing a moment of sadness. Um, are there some, what would be like your top three tips um, in terms of like being conscious of my own mental health um, saying as I'm starting to to travel to a place that I haven't been because that probably creates a different level of feelings versus a place I know really well. Um, what are some things that you would say for, for a new traveler um, that they need to be mindful of? Um. The top one I would say is to do your research because if you do your research, you can be prepared and kind of know what to expect. Talk mm -hmm. to other travelers who've been to the places that you've been to. Mm -hmm. um, also be aware of your 
fears, your anxieties, um, know your triggers. Mm-hmm. So if you know there's certain things that increase your anxiety, um, if you're prepared and you can help manage that, um, are you on any medication? Are you seeing a therapist? Definitely consult with your therapist or doctor prior to a trip mm-hmm. um, and see if they feel it's a, something that you should go, uh, a place you should go to, things of that nature. So um, definitely research is number one. I would also say, um, let's see, um, just being calm. Too often we go into a state of panic, mm-hmm. um, which increases a whole bunch of other stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. if we remain calm, use like some tools, like some progressive relaxation, um, tapping, you can like go online and Google tapping and you can learn how to do that. And it, um, it can help to ease your mood and things like that. So if you have some things that you can do, knowing certain acupuncture points, um, rubbing your two temples, just things to calm you down, that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. So that, that once that fight or flight clicks in, you can kind of control it a little bit. Um, let's see, thirdly, um, I would just say being in communication with others, like letting people at home know where you are, don't just go off the grid, Mm. um, especially if you are going to a faraway country, Mm. um, don't be on your phone all the time just because you want to enjoy your trip. But definitely give updates and communicate with your family, like give them flight numbers, hotel information, check in with the U.S. Embassy. I register all my flights so they know um, if anything were to happen, especially because I typically go places where they say you shouldn't go or we weren't allowed to go, like Cuba, um, and I go to the Middle East a lot. So definitely just checking in and making sure people know um, where you are um, so that they can help you or get the word out. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. So I like those tips because um, they are both sort of oriented around travel as well as how to prepare yourself emotionally um, for such a journey ahead. Um, so so there are a couple of things. So with this travel, um, from what, I'm, what I've learned in your book is that is one of your forms of self-care. But I also learned that through the book that there are moments when when Maybe this is something that you did in the past. So when you would return home, that there wouldn't even be a space to sort of uh, readjust uh, back before you hit the ground running and went back to work. Um, So what sorts of things do you do now in addition to travel um, to implement for your own self-care? Um, yes. So you definitely hit it on the head. In the beginning, that was when I was doing unhealthy travel and I would just pack so much into my trip and not even give myself time to adjust coming back home. So it was still stressful mm-hmm. in that sense. Now I give myself a break. So I literally just took a trip this weekend, but I came back home Sunday so that I could still rest mm-hmm. as opposed to um, coming back like late Sunday and then immediately going to work. But some other forms of self-care um, are definitely meditation, um, doing some deep breathing exercises, journaling. I love to write. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow the sacred pampering principles for African-American women. Um, Debrina Jackson wrote it, and it talks a lot about self-care because essentially, normally as African-American women, we think self-care is stuff like getting our hair done, getting our nails done. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that's 
basic hygiene and grooming. Mm-hmm. And we, we know that you can have your hair done and still feel like crap inside. Absolutely. Um, so essentially, <laughs> yeah, her sacred pampering principles say that there's three things that it needs to do. Like it needs to bring you joy. It has to be all about you. Um, so it can't be about your kids, your partner, anyone else. It has to be specifically for you. And it has to nourish your mind, your body, and your spirit. So my things that hit all of those, all three things is travel. If I'm doing solo travel, because it's all about me at that point. Um, or bath. Like I love bath. It's all about me. It brings me joy. It nourishes my mind, my body, and spirit. It's time that I can meditate. Um, and also writing. And now I'm starting to paint too. So I picked mm-hmm. up painting. I'm not an artist by any means, mm-hmm. but I bought a ton of acrylic paint. And I'm I'm doing it and it's helping. So that's been one of my self-cares. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. Um, So what has been your favorite trip to date at this point? That's so difficult. So many. (laughs) Um, Oh, my goodness. My favorite trip. Mm -hmm. Let's see. It's probably a toss-up between Fiji. Um, I just did Fiji last year. Um, And then Thailand. I love Thailand. There's so much to do and see. Mm -hmm. And it's very affordable. The only expensive thing is your flight. But you really don't need more than $200 and you're treated like royalty. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I just love Thailand. I'm planning to buy some vacation property there in the next year or so. Well, that's um, so Yeah, probably those two. <laughs> Thank you. And so- Dubai. Yeah, I can even choose. I'm going to start to my whole list. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it about uh, Fiji and Thailand and even Dubai that made them your favorite places or your favorite trips? Um, so Fiji was very relaxing. I didn't have a plan. Like sometimes in traveling, I have a plan. I have a to-do list. This, it was just me and my significant other on a beach, just laid out. We didn't really have any agenda. It was just a state of peace Mm -hmm. and the people, the culture, um, that really relaxed my mind Mm -hmm. and, was able to fulfill everything that I needed. It brought me so much joy. And then Thailand is definitely just the cost, right? I'm all about trying to maximize my dollar mm-hmm. because I do travel a lot. So um, the fact that I could have $200 and be treated like royalty, that's definitely a plus. Right. Um, Dubai, um, I just love like that they have the tallest, biggest, everything. Um, the fact that it's man-made is really cool. Um, that it went and created all of these things. Um, it's just a fascinating place to be. It's more pricey, though. So, mm-hmm. so you can't approach that the same way you would approach Thailand, huh? Not at all. I mean, it's really like, standard American prices. Yeah. Like a lot of times people think, oh, you got to be rich to go to Dubai. But I actually went there a few times for under $300, just my flight, mm-hmm. like hotel and all that extra stuff is more. Right. But there's a lot of glitch fares that are posted online. If you follow the travel groups that I listed, mm-hmm. they'll tell you a lot of travel deals to Dubai. Um, 
I actually told myself to stop going so much, but it is always so cheap. So I'm like, oh, I get this flight to Dubai for $250. I got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are quite rare. $250. That's fantastic. Yeah. They pop up a lot during Christmas. Like during Christmas time, there's a lot of glitch fairs to Dubai. Mm, Okay. Thanks for the tip. Okay. Okay. That's really, really good. And so I'm also yeah. going to miss the, the travel uh, groups that you mentioned, too, in the show notes so that people can get a chance to check those out as well, because I think that'll be helpful. Um, wow. I feel like I'm ready to book a trip. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where I'm going. But... Uh, <laughs> But I'm ready. And you so, can even travel in your own city. Like it doesn't have to be out the country. I take trips in Washington all the time. Like mm. your own state has so many beautiful places. Right, right. That's a good point. Now that you've mentioned it, I am taking a, a road trip this weekend. So okay, that counts. That counts. Uh yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Thank you, Ashley, for that reframe. Um, so I have completely yeah. enjoyed this. You have motivated me um to to start doing some things and putting some things down on paper, getting them out of my head, um, as it relates to travel and attending to that that self-care um as well. Um, and, and I know that you've done the same for, um, our listeners here. So thank you for that. Um, as much as I would like to continue to talk with you all day, I know time is money. And so, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to make this brief. Um, uh, but one last question before we wrap up, but what does minding my black business mean to you? Uh, Minding my Black business means supporting all Black businesses, even if it's just showcasing other Black businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it means creating a Black business, creating Black wealth. It means so much to me. Like, I love everything that you've done with this podcast and everything that it stands for. Um, so it just means a plethora of things. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're listening to this, you should definitely go out and share a Black business, support a Black business, mm-hmm. and come up with a plan, if you are a Black person, to start your own business. Mm-hmm. So that's what my, my Black business means to me. I love that. That's a call to action, people. Did you hear what Ashley said? So <laughs> we need to do that. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Ashley. I truly, truly appreciate your wisdom and your expertise. You've been phenomenal. Thank you. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. Also, follow the movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com, and on our Facebook and Instagram pages under Minding My Black Business, and on Twitter under Minding My Black Biz. So peace and blessings to us all, family. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, let them know that you're minding my black business.